It's Friday then. It's Saturday, Sunday. What? It's Friday then. Saturday, Sunday. What? Yeah, it's okay. What's up? This is Jeff. Welcome to Jeff's podcast. And before the start of the show, I would like to shout out to Mr. Jay Agonoy of Keepsakes. And he's one step closer to reaching the 100th episode of the show, which is coming soon. If you want to know more about what's in store for Jay, you can subscribe to Keepsakes by Jay Agonoy on YouTube. That's youtube.com slash jayagonoy. And also on social media, including Spotify, Facebook at facebook.com slash keepsakes by Jay and on the website jayagonoy.xyc. I met Jay at several conventions and also on the podcast about the topic on the post-second general election of MLO48 happening two years ago. So I'll keep an eye for the girls for what's next after the third general election delay. We're going to kick things off for the show. And today, we're talking about Cosplay.ph has announced that they will hold a hybrid event, which is a mix of physical event and live streaming, and that is Cosplay Mini Matsuri, held at the second hall of the SMX Convention Center in Manila on the eve before the New Year's Eve, December 28, 29th, and 30th of 2021. I found out the news on the official Twitter page of Mr. Red Mendoza which is the chief correspondent and events editor of Anime Filipinas, announced that Cosplay.ph will hold its hybrid mini live event. Since the physical events have been opened after the IATF or the Interagency Task Force for the Management of Emerging Infectious Diseases, which announced that NCR and other areas are in alert level 2, while some areas are in alert levels 3 to 4, despite the number of COVID-confirmed cases have been lowered, but the variants of COVID are still intact, including the Beta, Gamma, and the Delta variant, and also the COVID laboratory submissions, so they need to submit ahead of time. I suggest that the Department of Health and the IETF must require tightly strict health restrictions, and European countries are in the fourth wave of COVID infections. Japan has already lowered down the number of COVID-confirmed cases, where the number of COVID-confirmed cases peaked at 100+, plus, and in the Philippines, the number remains at 1,000 COVID-confirmed cases after recording 849 COVID-confirmed cases, which are below 1,000 COVID-confirmed cases recorded as of November 16th. I'm thinking about heading out for the conventions, but my parents are not allowing me on attending the events despite the number of COVID-confirmed cases will be lowered. So I think I need to stay at home once the number of COVID-confirmed cases, including the laboratory submissions, will be lowered down. For the physical events, I think that's a good idea on forming an event. The last time to return the event is the Manila Auto Salon and the transport show held at the same venue, which is the SMX Convention Center last November 11th to 14th, and also the Heroes Convention held at Robinson's Place Las Piñas last November 20th to 21st. In the US, there are other physical events open, such as the Anime New Year Convention or the Anime NYC, and anime events must require health restrictions or health restrictions for con-goers and guests, such as the legitimate proof of vaccination, which is the vaccination card, body temperature check where the body temperature must not be above the limit of 37.5 degrees Celsius, 
which is fever, and wearing face mask. For those on planning to attend the event, it is better to wear face mask. If you are getting a cough or sneeze, don't forget to bring a handkerchief or a tissue, as well as alcohol or hand sanitizer to keep your hands clean, and a facial is important, but some mall goers and attendees or attendees are not using face shields. Instead, it is better to use it for protection just in case. If you want to know more about the topic of the return of live conventions and the future of anime conventions, you can check out the official YouTube channel of Cosplay.eh. In my opinion, aside from opening up the conventions despite the number of COVID-confirmed cases have been lowered, but the COVID is still intact because it is an airborne disease. But the problem is the children which is 11 years old and below to visit to the malls after I saw an article from the Philippine Daily Inquirer that a 2-year-old male toddler received a positive COVID just 3 days after visiting to the mall which is the SM Mega Mall. DOH or the Department of Health, Health Undersecretary Ms. Maria Osari Berhere said that this news is very unfortunate. Although the recent activities done, like the mall visit, may be a possible source of infection, its exact cause will remain multifactorial and uncertain. The Department of Health and the Food and Drug Administration is observing the vaccines for 11 years old and below to make sure the vaccine is safe and has no side effects. Once it is approved, the DOH and the FDA are ready to roll out the vaccine for the younger ones. San Juan City Mayor Francis Amora has finished inoculating about 5,000 children aged 12 to 17 years old, making 225% of its target population already vaccinated against COVID, according to the article from GMA News. But it's a long way to go to vaccinate the citizens of San Juan. I expect other areas in NCR need to finish off the vaccine for ages 12 to 18 years old very soon. The Department of Health has advised parents and guardians to avoid VCs on heading out to the malls or public places like parks, closed spaces, crowded places, and close contact settings. Our next topic for the show is Emperador Coffee. And Emperador is a brand of cut brandy and brandy produced by Emperador Incorporated, which became the world's top-selling brand of brandy in terms of quantity of brandy sold. And it expanded to produce worldwide, such as Thailand, China, and the United States. Emperador is launching a new flavor after light, double light, and hot shot called Emperador Coffee. And the new flavor was already released in August before it launches on television or a television commercial where Tanya Padilla becomes the new endorser of Emperador Coffee. Emperador Coffee is the newest flavor of Emperador, where the brandy is spiced up in a fiery delicious blend for an intense burst of red-hot sweetness with an exceptionally smooth finish and a mix of warm and inviting rich aroma of coffee with succulent notes of toasted almonds, chocolate, vanilla, toffee, and dried fruits. You can make your own Emperador coffee mix ranging from coffee latte to frappuccino. And of course, it's caffeine-free, but the alcohol is still intact. To know more about Emperador coffee, here's a television commercial of Emperador coffee featuring Daniel Padilla as a barista. 
and for those who watch that television commercial it's on youtube because youtube is not allowed to upload the video because it is copyrighted we should apologize for this video coffee brandy for angel Ice coffee brandy for Joey. Double shot for Mark. Sarap! Hey, yung sayo, Daniel. Nice. Isang boteng Emperador coffee brandy. Huh? Sayo lang? Para sa atin, syempre. Ibang klase. Amoy pa lang. Sarap na. Ang pago kong paborito. Emperador coffee brandy. Sarap na ka feel good! I think Emperador Coffee is perfect for breakfast of champions like a mix of Pandesal and Emperador Coffee, or even donuts, or even a hard work at the office, just like the scene from Zero Manta's My Senpai is Annoying Anime. I'm thinking that I like to taste that, but unfortunately, I have allergic to alcohol problems. Emperador Coffee is available at supermarkets, wine and cellar shops, or order online at boozy.ph. Okay, so that's about it for this topic, and if you have comments or suggestions, let us know in the comments. Follow Jeff11Manchester on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to youtube.com slash boy. Well, that's about it for Jeff's podcast. This is Jeff. We'll see you in the next podcast.